morning, everyone. Joe Gagney here, welcoming you to the inaugural edition of Joe vs. the World. Today's date is April 22nd, 2006, and I'm currently joined right now by a guest you should all be very familiar with, since his website is hosting the show. And he's also the man behind the CMLO blog, the Lucha Wiki, and about 6,000 B-Show recaps. It's the Cubs fan. Cubs, how you doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I was uh, a little shooken up when my internet connection did not work this morning, which would have thrown a big monkey wrench. First time in two years uh, something bad happened, but thankfully everything is fixed, and hopefully uh, everything should work for the remainder of the show. That's good. That is good. Now, uh, you and I have actually met before. I don't know if many people know this, but um, at the Ted Petty Invitational when I traveled out to the Midwest. Yeah, um, last year we – I think – we hung out for the two shows. You were there the whole weekend, and they, you know, I was just there randomly. Yes, it was and, uh, an insanely long show, which I think you're very familiar with. Yeah, and then we had the whole thing at Steak and Shake afterwards. Yeah, we cruised the main streets of uh, Hammond, Indiana together. So. Yeah, that, it was a very exciting time at 2 a.m. Yeah, it was a, a good time. Yeah. So I'm going to start with my standard question. Uh, what are you watching right now for wrestling? You... Obviously, watch Lucha and the internet shows, but what about Raw, SmackDown, TNA, any of those? Um, actually, I just watched SmackDown about 15 minutes ago. I watched a two-hour show in about 45 minutes. I see. So that that, about, uh, that tells me a lot about. Normal. Okay. I, I watched 24, so I take Raw, but I zoom to that in about half an hour. I watch the WWE stuff usually, but I just you know. Very selective of how much of it I watch because it's just not worth the time. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of want to know what's going on in case there's something cool that does happen, but I don't want to stick through the the, the manga parts. Yeah, I, uh, I understand that. I'm pretty lax in my Raw and SmackDown viewing, so I don't even set a tape. That's how bad I am. Yeah. But, if I have TiVo to automatically record it and keep track of it, yeah. I probably wouldn't be bothering at this point. But no, uh, no TNA? No TNA. I I just don't. I don't have a. You know, I wasn't ever in the habit of watching it, and I don't have anyone to watch it for. Ah. If the Team Mexico showed up and any, anyone was any good, it might start then. But right now, I'm just not watching it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. There's nothing there that really grabs my interest week after week. I read the results, and I'm like, eh. You know, there's no there's no big angles that make me say, you know, boy, I better tune in and see where this is yeah, going. And wrestling isn't good enough right now that I want to add one more hour arbitrarily. <laughs> yeah. So, let's get into Lucha. What's going on in the world of Lucha right now? Well, you know, they're setting up a big a, a big surprise hair match next week in Arena Mexico with uh, Ray Bucanero and Tarzan Boy versus um, Mr. Aguilera and Damien. And that should be interesting because they... Last night they had um, the Guerrero team will lose in two straight balls. So I guess it's going the other way for the hair match. But, it's, nice. you know, Damien's a born guy who's positioned to lose those hair matches. But <laughs> yeah. Mr. is not. Yeah. So I, I'm not completely sure which way that's going. When you, when you said the first three names, I'm like, well, they probably won't lose their hair. And then you got to Damien, I'm like, ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, they said so far that it's going to be the team that loses their hair, but if there's some way that only Damien can lose his hair, I'm sure he'll find a way. Yeah. That'd be good. How's Damien doing? He had a broken leg for a while, or he needs surgery, I think. 
No, that was Halloween. Oh, that was Halloween. The, I'm sorry. He, he had the um, Paramount First Universal in December, oh. and he had he had had knee trouble for quite some time. But the um, storyline reason was that he got took the tombstone from Universal, and so he needed neck surgery. But he was wrestling in Tijuana about I think a few weeks ago, just doing minor stuff, and I think he's just gonna keep doing minor stuff for a while, and eventually maybe. Sometime in the second half of this year, show back up in the ring of Mexico and see how. Okay. What about uh, Mystico and Black Warrior? Are we going to get a mask match there, or is this just one of those angles they tease but never ever deliver on? Well, they apparently um, work, they had Warrior challenge, um, challenge Mystico to put up his NWA no weight title last night. So they may be doing that match or the stuff in the mask match down the road, or they may just be killing time. I'm not <laughs> yeah. really clear. They're, they they've been having trouble. It seems like it's the only deal on the bigger mass matches in the last few years. They can build them up, but they can't um, get the match actually happen as promoted. Without they just can't get to happen. Yeah, I remember Wagner and Atlantis from last year, which was going to be so huge, and then it just never happened. And even the big mass match before that were supposed to be um, Rayo and Universal. Yeah. Or what? Turned into that four way, so they they seem not they seem to be booking before they seem to either get wrestlers backing out decisions they said they would do or booking matches without having finishes secured or something. Mm. What about the uh, rest of the year for CMLL? What's uh, any big matches being planned for later in the year or? You know, it's tough to tell because it seemed like initially that this. Here, match you're doing next week was going to actually be some sort of cage of death match later on. Mm. But since that's been pushed up, because there's no Mystico Warrior match, I don't know what they have particularly left for the rest of the year. There's been talk that they'll do Atlantis versus Blue Panther in the mass match because Blue Panthers are winding down this career, but who knows if that'll actually get Yeah, that would be huge if that happened. That would be huge, and you know, it's a long term rivalry, and it would be a pretty good match, although I. Even though that they're on the opposite sides of what you would expect them for the big man, mm, that's true. Still work out good. Is Blue Panther a Technico now? I can never keep He's track. a Technico, but he, he's not on TV as much. He's not really a featured guy. He's like Satanic right now, where he's in the background and he's pulling out trios matches and he doesn't okay. really get his own program. Mm. All right, I want to talk to you about Mystico, and I remember you made a comment a while ago on seeing his matches every week on Guerrero's Del Ring. You thought maybe he was starting to get exposed a bit? Well, you know, Mystico, the two problems I have with Mystico right now is that the first is that you, every match of Mystico, you can pretty much figure out what's going to happen before it happens. Mm. He's kind of limited himself to one kind of match, and one series of moves that he's going to do, and that's it. And then you just, the finish gets altered, depending on the match. And then the other thing is that he came in and was built up as the ultimate underdog, the guy who should never win, but, but somehow squeaks it out. But now he always wins, mm. or he always should win. So he's not really an underdog anymore, just like a Goldberg-dominating force who does the same moves over and over. He's like a 5'3". Yeah, it's a five-foot three Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, 
there's, it's going to have to come a point where the fans see through him. They're going to have to do something. Or do you think he's going to improve? Or is this a correctable problem? Or can CMLL protect him? I think he's going to wipe himself out on the dive, and then they'll oh, that's very possible. won't see him for a while. <laughs> but I, I think that, I think he'll he'll have once the, if the fans get vocal about, they'll try to do something about. It. But for like now, he's at least in Mexico City, he's going to keep on doing the same stuff until they make him do something else. Mm. All right, switching topics to Sangrai Azteca, one of my one of my favorites. It is currently in New Japan right now, and he picked up a win today. Am I correct? Yeah, he. I was surprised because he was teaming with their new rookie and Liger versus a pretty decent Technico trio in New Japan, and somehow he got the win over Noi. Or hmm. I have no idea. But I, you know, I think they like him because he's got a good look and he's a good worker. And probably because he's cheap at this point, yeah. and with New Japan's financial issues, that, that helps. Yeah, I was wondering how much he makes in New Japan compared to Mexico. I'm, I I'm sure he's, he makes, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm sure he makes more, but... um. But but I'm sure he doesn't make as much as, like, some of the other foreigners they brought over. Oh, yeah, I'm so sure. It's a big deal for him and a small deal for New Japan, which is why it works out. Yeah. I remember seeing him on that, uh, the, um first pay-per-view they had back in 2000. I'm thinking, oh, boy, this guy's really talented. And then he just seemed to stay at the bottom of the card for six years. Has he really gone anywhere? Has he moved very slightly up the card? Or In the last year, since you know they formed the whole Guerrero Pandia thing with the undercarders and Archangel and Nitro and Local Max and all those guys, he has moved up slightly. I mean, and he got the Mexican trio styles for a while. And I think that they... I think that this um, being in New Japan is going to help him move up a little bit more. Mm. They just don't have – they have so many Rudos. I think that it's going to be tough for him to move up unless someone gets hurt and they need him to fill a slot. Yeah, it seems really hard to move up the card. It seems once you're at the top of the card, you're pretty much there almost for life. Yeah, unless you – well, you know, they, they have cleared out guys who have slipped to the mid-card who are aging to be slightly younger guys like this. The Lions aren't around anymore. Um, Rio de Jalisco seems to be gone. <laughs> mostly, yeah, naturally. But mostly, I think once you get up so high, they'll just keep you there for until you something happens. Okay, uh, switching to AAA, how are they doing right now? Sounds like they're doing good. The problem is that since they have no, they have very limited TV in the U.S. Unless you're going out and paying for your you're not going to know that they're doing good at all. It's, but they say the word is that they're getting good ratings on the TV and they're getting good houses at shows and that the people care about their matches. It sounds like they're building up a little park, a birthday cybernetic match for sometime this summer for a mass match. Really? Yeah. The Murphy cybernetical gimmick is just the guy is Ricky Banderas wearing a little part of that. So, obviously, it, that was a plan from the get-go, but, and they probably do pretty well, because they seem to get him over a decent amount. Another tremendous gimmick from uh, Antonio Pena. I wonder if he got his yeah, cell phone you know, back. Uh, you know, it didn't sound like it, but, you know... <laughs> But, you know, I think the, the good part, the, the interesting part about this feud is that they're playing, I, they 
through recent TV, they've been pointing off that um, Lurte Cybernetico, well, Park is accusing Lurte Cybernetico of being a cheap ripoff of him, like L.A. <laughs> Park and, like, Super Park. Oh. So they, they're taking it to reality, but, you know, twisted version of reality. Yeah. I just remember. I remember someone was saying AAA is a lot better now than people may, may remember. Because I remember when I... When I first got Galavision in late 2001, like, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't watch AAA. Especially after CMLL, I just, part of it was that, like, I just got done watching, like, a two-hour block of CMLL, and I wasn't really in the mood. And a lot of it was I just really didn't like a lot of the guys. The only guys I really liked were, like, Pathfinder and I think Oscar Sevilla. I don't know if they're still around. Pathfinder, I believe, is Oz now in the the Dark Family trio. Really? Yeah, he just he changed his name, he toned down a little bit. Um Oscar Savilla is um Angel now, but they gave him like a push for two weeks as like an triple A version of Mystico, but then they seem to have backed off. Oh. So the good thing that they've done is that they've got a whole batch of um young undercarders who can do who can do flying stuff now again. Mm-hmm. They and they're doing like a new version of the Vipers, I believe in the new version. And then they have a whole bunch of technicals as opposed to them. But they're all young guys who can go as opposed to the usual old guys who are relying on gimmicks and screwing around. Yeah, all the brawling and oh. Yeah. I remember that. So but but you can't see AAA nowadays. Galavision's just not showing it most most weeks. Most weeks. They they showed it two weeks ago and that was the first time in a month that they'd shown it. And I'm hoping they don't show it today. But we'll see. <laughs> so, so you weren't a big fan of that show uh, two weeks ago? No, because it was a well. Even if, besides being a AAA show, it was a clip show. It's a highlight oh, of okay. the year. It's a show that you know you would skip if you were in a hurry to show only the good shows. But television doesn't work that way. No. No. Where's uh, Hooventude right now? Is he back in AAA? Or is he kicking He's around? Back- yeah, independent. I haven't seen like India results. I think there was word they was going back to AAA, mm-hmm. and they do. They are promising a big surprise at their TV taping at the end of the month, so maybe that's oh. them. But there's no um, official word yet. What's he doing? He'll show up before soon, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. You managed to find Brian Alvarez some lucha. Um, you probably won't be able to do the same for me. I don't have Comcast. I don't have Galavision, but I do have Univision and. Uh, the big rumor kicking around is that, what was the guy's name? Emilio Ascaraga John is looking to purchase Univision. And he's the man who got uh, AAA on Televisa back in 1992. And the assumption is he might be able to bring Lucha to Univision for a U.S. audience. Have you heard anything more about this? or? No, just what I've read from Meltzer. You know, I, I think it's a lot like the Ted Turner is going to, could start a new wrestling company if he gets uh, out of. Uh, if he gets out of AOL Time Warner, yeah. on TV network, it could happen, but there's a lot more that needs to happen before it's a, possi- it's a going possibility. So it's more of a what-if situation than this has, you know, 20% likelihood of happening. Yeah, there's a, it, you know, it's a what-if. If, if, if some of the pieces fall in place, then it's something that could happen, but the pieces have to fall in place first. Now, what um, what promotion would you think he would bring? Would he bring a AAA? Would he go to, like, an IWRG? I, I, you know what? I think AAA would like to do it, because they were on Univision for a short time. But I think that, that because Televisa owns part of the company or owns their TV rights or 
whatever they do of them, it might be hard for them to free themselves. And I don't think um, CML would bother to do something because that might take a little... Because they have, they have the new TV show and they don't like doing things, so that would seem wild work for them. So, if anything, it might be maybe a new group, maybe a group, an offshoot of one of the other promotions, but I'm not sure that there's an existing promotion that's just going to step into that sort of place. Mm. Now, let's just say that he starts his own group, he gets them on Univision on a, a primetime slot, say Tuesday, and they're drawing, you know, four, four and a half million people a week. Do you think that would have any kind of impact on the uh, business in the U.S.? Would would anything change in WWE or TNA if they saw the success this group was having? Uh, well, if, if they got, like, four million, which would be, what, three or four, I'm sure TNA would be would be tripping over themselves to try to work out some alliance deal mm. to try to work off some of that publicity. I'm not sure WWE would overtly make they I'm not sure they would like cater to try to steal that alliance, but I'm sure they would try to um point out that there's still the top and maybe market a little bit stronger towards the Hispanic audience if there's proof that there's a lot of fans out there who want to see that kind of stuff. Well, I think there kind of is proof fans want to see that, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they do have Raise the Champ. They do have, I guess, Super Crazy and Psychosis and Cecilia. Do you think they would import more uh, Mexican wrestlers or give the guys they have a stronger push? Or I think they would give the guys they have a stronger push. I'm not sure if they would import anyone else because they don't really seem to know what, what to do with guys they import. Yeah. So it might it would be like a... It would be like the mini thing. It'd be a failed idea out of the gate if they did it. And they'd pay since that thing that recently failed, it might not be inspiring to retry it again. Yeah, the minis. That pretty much ended up like everyone figured it would. Do you think yeah, we'd ever. At least they got some decent, decent paydays out of it. I guess so, yeah. They probably got super porky. Probably got a nice. Yeah, paycheck out of catering. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he hit the catering, too. Yeah. What a shame we never saw him wrestle. How do you mess that up? See Super Porky in a WWE ring? Uh, I, I don't know. They just must have thought he was. He must have not. They must have thought he was too overweight to wrestle or something stupid. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that they, that they wrote him off without even giving him a chance in the ring. Yeah, team him up with uh, I don't know Orlando Jordan or something. Some oddball tag team. You know, do some wacky stuff, and uh, you know, it's that's not hard. No. But such are the wishes of fools such as I. So They could have had him as the third in Mexico and he could have been riding the John De- the Juan Deere the ring. There you go. It's so easy sometimes. I don't know. Anyway, I want to throw out some names that I remember when I had Galavision, and I don't see too much uh, in the news anymore, so we'll see if they're still around. What about Mr. Niebla? Mr. Niebla came, was gone for unspecified reasons and, you know, we can all guess what those might be for a while. And he came back in 2005 and he was in the mid-card and then he disappeared again. Really? So, he was talking that he had a knee injury originally, but I think there might be something else going on that hasn't been publicly talked about Oops. that I don't know about, but this, they, they, AAA hasn't picked up him up and he's Nevertheless, um, we're going to call Ciro show this was a workout, so Uh-oh. something may be up. What about uh, Apollo Dante's? Apollo Dante's is um, booking for the um, Guadalajara um, shows right now. 
So he and his brother appear on there, and he he occasionally appears on um, uh, Mexico City shows, but oh. he's had a reduced presence since he's working backstage. He should go to Pride and uh, finish his feud with uh, Gigante Silva once and for all. That would be quite a match. <laughs> I I would have to empty my bank account because there is no sum of money I would not pay to uh, see that. Yeah, that, that, that would be, be that would be a historic matchup, and you know, uh, like a five-year feud resolved. Yeah. Anyway, what about um? Oh, my old favorite, Grand Marcus Jr. Grand Marcus Jr. had some health issues and had to retire from the ring. Oh, because. It was the weight issue. Yeah. I think he had heart problems. And I think in the last year, he's been working independent shows and hoping that he could get that ass back. But, you know, he was never that good in his last stretch. That I'm not really sure why they would want him back. Yeah, we all know where the talent in that family went to. Yeah. He got a little, he got the short end of the stick there. Yeah. Isn't his son wrestling now, or is someone claiming to be his son? Someone is either claiming to be his son or Trent or his brother or something. It wasn't really clear what was going on. And it kind of stopped soon after. So. Okay. All right. What about um, what about Rammstein? I, don't, I never see him anymore. You know, he's around, but not much. He's way mm-hmm. in the Super Commando artillery um, opening match kind of stuff. Still there. But, Still there, still, you know, probably good, but still not making TV. He's like a 13-year veteran, too. Yeah, you know, it's weird, because, you know, we think of Sunray's Tekka as a young guy, and he's like 34. Yeah. It's, you know, and then Luther, I guess, as young, since if you're going to go to 50. I suppose so, yeah. You can, you're still not, you're still around the peak of your career. Now, what about Ombre Sinombre? I think I've seen his name kicking around. the Ombre Sinamra you saw in 2000 was the Rayman. Yeah. And he's back to Rayman, but he's only in, he's in Guadalajara. And he's pretty much at the top of that promotion. So I, I would guess if they wanted him in Sinamra, he could come back. But he's top at what he's doing, so, he's not with, so there's no real need. Um, the guy who's Ombre Sinamra right now is Safari. Oh. And he's just acting wacky and stuff. <laughs> and they never really explained what happened to her or why Summers and Nam was just <laughs> evil man in black now. Oh, he's a Rudo now. Yeah, he's a Rudo. You know, oh. they turned quite a few of the guys who were kind of stale mid-carters, Technicos mm. over Rudos, I think, in the last year. Well, if you don't turn so, a guy, like, yeah. f- five times a year, you know, it's it's pretty effective, I would assume. But Safari, yeah. I remember, he's, pre- he's like, over 40, isn't he? Yeah, he's... At, he, I think in the late thirties, maybe forty. Wow. wow. I, and finally, what about uh, La Fiera? I don't know if you remember him. La Fiera, he was he was the he moved to AAA. I think they he just got out of the loop in Seattle, and he was part of their big card, part of and got to do stuff. But then about I think maybe a year, maybe two years ago. He got stopped. He was stopped put there, and he disappeared altogether. Mm. I think I saw him working for. Saw him working for the first time in quite a while in Monterey last weekend, but he's just kind of up and disappeared. Oh, what about Mr. Mexico? Now that I just think about it, is he still around? He's still, 
see I still around, still in the big card, still doing the Mr. Mexico face. <laughs> I remember that stretch in 2002 where he was on TV like 20 straight weeks in uh, those matches. And, yeah, all the matches and then the Barricola stuff. And that was yeah, it. and then I don't think we ever saw him again. No, and it was a good reason behind that. <laughs> Uh, so, any other uh, final thoughts about Lucha right now? Stuff that's yeah, coming up? I'm going to a Lucha show tomorrow, unless I get lost or something. They have one of those shows that's kind of serious I'm bound with. Blue Demon and Rey Mysterio Sr. and Archangel, and I don't remember who else, but oh, bad match. No, is it every, they just import a few guys from Mexico on these shows and not, uh, you know, I guess the rest are local guys, I would assume? Yeah, it's, they import the main event and then maybe one or two for the Sunday main and then hope that draws. And usually they try to just get like one guy who draws or one big name or something like that and base, them, base the show around them. How do those shows draw? A couple hundred? You know, it, you know, they were... The last one I went to was the big Mystico, um Parker versus Ultimo. No, it was... Misco Parker versus Dr. Wagner and Ray Bucanero. And it's about a 3,000 seat place. And it was, seems felt, it seems sold out. Now, the deal there was that everyone sitting, that you could get ringside, you could, you paid to sit ringside, but in the, everywhere else you could sit free. Oh. So, it was, so they were doing good attendance, but they weren't really making any money. Okay. So for the first time, they're actually going to start charging for all the seats. We'll see how they do this weekend with that. Oh, well, I'm sure they'll still do pretty well. Yeah, I hope so, because, you know, you're not getting Lucha if it's not from in Chicago, it's not from them, so I yeah. hope they keep on doing well. I am so insanely jealous you get to see all this stuff. I get yeah. nothing. It, it's just random. When this started happening a few couple years ago, it just I, I went to one sh- the first show thinking that would be the only show there would be, and, they just keep on popping up every couple months. So, you know, it's, it's they don't make money. It's not going to last forever, so I'm just enjoying it while it lasts. Yeah, yeah. The lucha scene in Massachusetts not not really red hot right now. No, you know that's that's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, once once we get all the money from the sponsorships from the show, we'll use it to put on the lucha show in in Massachusetts. That's to true. I should do sponsorships for this. It would probably just be me reading the name of a website and that's it, but. If I can get a free DVD out of it, I would gladly do so. Yeah, send me an yeah, email. Yeah, I mean, dozens of people might listen to this. <laughs> uh, we have high hopes here. Well, that's yeah. all uh, I had to discuss. want to thank you for being on. Uh, very good show. We'll definitely have you Do on. Do I get a, a plug? A plug? Uh, I, well, I don't know what else you have to plug. This is going to be on your website. so. But if you have anything to plug, please uh, do so right now. You know, I like to plug, I don't know, I, don't, I really don't have anything to plug. I'm plugging that I'm done updating all the categories in the Lucha Wiki, so I'm going to take the next five minutes to take a nap. There you go. That's about it. Very good. Well, of course, you can always visit thecubsfan.com. There's a wealth of reports there, TV, live show reports dating back some five, six years, the CMLO blog, the Lucha Wiki. Is it Wiki or Wiki? It's a wiki. Oh, okay. I learned something today. And, yes, and uh, if you want to get in touch with me, please email me at joegagney at charter.net or leave a comment at thecubsfan.com. I'm sure I'll see it. Cubs, thank you so much for being on. Any final words? 
This is good. I hope that seems better. <laughs> Boy, me too. I want to thank everyone for listening. I'll be back in a week or so with another show, and I'll talk to you soon.